Good morning, everybody, and happy Friday to you and yours. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J, the 17th day of January, 2020. My name is Nick. Hey, there's everybody. There's Big J. Hey, here I am. Look at Big J, everybody. Look at me. Doing things. Making things happen. I am. I think so, man. I mean, you did bring in your drilling stuff today, right? You said no. You gonna, oh, what the hell? Well, like I'm going to do it today? Well, that's what you said yesterday. Yeah, I lied. Oh, man. Well, I take back the doing stuff thing then. Good. Uh, That'll teach you. That is uh, to be determined whether or not he does things today. Right now, not looking good. And so we do have a bunch of stuff on the agenda for your Friday. And we are going to be joined today by Peanut from 311. He's a bass player. He plucked the bass strings, Big J, for yeah, 311. Does. And he's been doing that since 1988 when you and I were still in short pants. And uh, he is going to be coming to town on the 6th of March along with his bandmates in Soul Asylum Local H at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. We're going to catch up with him in the 7 o'clock hour. He is slated to call in from beautiful Nebraska, Big J. A couple hours ahead, ready to go. I mean, it's crazy that that band is from Nebraska. <laughs> Omaha, Peyton Manning's favorite city. I mean, in the middle of just nowhere. <laughs> and it's weirder yet the type of music they play. And they're from Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. Like, it'd be something, I guess, if it was just a straightforward rock band. But reggae rock from Omaha is a very weird combination. Yeah, but no. yet, who does it better? Nobody. Yeah, no. you're right. There is nobody. And so, it'll be great to have those guys back in town. You can grab your tickets at xrock.com, of course. We're going to catch up with Peanut today. Big J and I will give you a uh, kind of like a... Um, uh, now the word escaped me. I was thinking of like... Uh, you remember those yellow books we used to read in... Cliff Notes. Thank you. Cliff Notes version of our Bad Boys... For life review. Up uh, now, by the way. Podcast is there. Com. If you were one of the few people that ended up checking out Bad Boys for Life last night, maybe you can check out the podcast. If not, it's always split up into two parts for you. First part is spoiler free. Second part, we get into the deep depths and darkness of Bad Boys for Life. I'll let you know if it's worth your time coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to China again for we're going to hell over the course of the show today. It shall be a busy Friday, not to mention the giveaways that we have. So we are looking forward to it. Hopefully you are as well. Some important stuff on the way. First, some Hendrix. It's all along the watchtower here on the X-Rocks in the morning after with Nick and Big J. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's all happening, Big J. Oh, man. Yesterday, what? construction officially got underway on that massive new Amazon distribution center in Napa. The 650,000-square-foot center at the corner of Franklin and Stars expected to open up later this year. Warehouse will function as a fulfillment center for the region. The retail giant has previously said the center will create more than 1,000 full-time jobs. The site has been long rumored to be some sort of weird future Amazon building. But, of course, everybody was quiet about it. They called it Project Bronco, if you remember, until they made the official announcement in October. <laughs> the distribution center is expected to generate up to $45 million in property taxes for the city for the next 20 years. So, it's a good thing all around. If you like money coming into the area, there are plenty of people out there that are anti-Amazon. But... That starts to mean that you're going you're to be able to get like same day and overnight delivery for these uh, products on Amazon that you're purchasing on the regular. So that to me is intriguing. Yeah, really cool. I'm wondering, I sometimes wonder if there's anything that I ever order that would get there like same day because I don't do my grocery shopping on there. Uh, I never really have. I've gotten a couple of like home goods and things like that on there, but that's about the extent. Yeah, like of it. what is it going to have in it? What does it carry? What, I mean, just it's a very. 
Mm-hmm. These are stupid things I ask myself. And you just ask the Treasure Valley. Right. But uh, I'm with you. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure we'll ever know. I'm guessing it'll be top secret what's inside there. Unless oh, you have man. a job, you won't be able to know. It's none of your business. Right. What's going on? Well, once again, more fallout from the sign-stealing scandal uh, before he even had a chance to coach a game. Carlos Beltran was fired, essentially, although they did say mutually parted ways. By the New York Mets yesterday, no player was punished by the Major League Baseball, but Beltran was the only player named in baseball's probe for his role in the Astros' sign-stealing scheme that involved using video cameras to steal signs, signal hitters with uh, banging trash cans, and all sorts of stuff. Now, it would be hilarious if they banned trash cans in the Houston Astros arena. As, Just like, as the an final insult. fallout. No more trash cans. Or whistles. Right, right. Uh, so now uh, we've got the Boston Red Sox and we've got the New York Mets, two very large organizations in baseball, looking for managers well, now. So, so are the Astros, True. right? Yeah, but uh, three. Uh, yeah, there, there are three teams, but the Astros don't have the storied history. Of uh, the first two that are fairly big markets, oh. kind of things in uh, in baseball. Although I will say the this. history story of the Mets losing, <laughs> right? Well, they have a World Series in their belt. So do the Astros, but the Astros probably are the best uh, team built to win currently. That's the best well, gig best, of the three. Best team to cheat. True, cheat your way to a win. Uh, and uh, a little more fallout from Odell Beckham Jr.'s messing around at the championship game. An arrest warrant has been issued for Odell Beckham Jr. for misdemeanor simple battery for apparently slapping the buttocks of a security guard during the postgame celebrations at the Superdome after LSU beat Clemson in the college football and national championship game. The Superdome filed a complaint against Beckham, an LSU football alum who was celebrating with the team. Uh, apparently, a video of the incident posted to social media shows the man in the uniform confronting Damian Lewis, telling him to put it out, when, uh, who, for, who was smoking a cigar, by the way. The security guard tells him to put it out, and then Beckham walks up behind the man and slaps him on the ass. Beckham had already stirred up controversy for his actions that night. This is just another one, and I was going to arrest warrant. He was busy that night. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was wreaking havoc. Yeah, around like a like a wedding crasher. I mean, it's it's insane. It's insane. Speaking of insane, Netflix is revving the engine on spending once again. This year, in the year 2020, Netflix is expected to spend $17.3 billion in content, according to Capital Markets. By 2028, Netflix will shell out about $26 billion annually. So they're spending money, Big J. Is it worth it in the long run? I really don't know. I don't know. And Netflix will never tell us anyway. But uh, they have an opportunity to really try to grow this thing if they want to. But, man, I mean, the competition is fierce. So I guess you have to kind of keep coming with the original content. But, you know, it's... you got to come original. <laughs> if you want to reference the 311 song, that's great. But it is a lot of money, and I'm, I can't fathom they make all that back. But you never know. They have to, right? The, how does it keep going? I don't know. I mean, the stock's not through the roof. I don't well, know. Kind of, it's it's up there, man. But it's, I mean, it's not an all-time high. It's down from its high. It's not. I yeah, mean, but you could. One could say it's it's high was was a ridiculously right. But that's what it was. The streaming service, and now there's just nothing but competition. Although for the first time ever, it did lead all studios in Oscar nominations. If that kind of thing is important to people. Uh, so Netflix is doing something right as far as quality is concerned. It's just got to turn into revenue as well. Otherwise, you're just spinning wheels in the dirt. Life lesson on the morning after.
with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and to be fair, today I'm stealing a life lesson from uh, 98-year-old Betty White. Betty White? Today is her birthday, man. Okay. So you don't get worried if you see her trending uh, out there. Uh, it's it's her birthday. And she's got some simple rules for why uh, you know she's had such a, a wonderful life and uh, made it this far. And uh, one of those is to think positively. Okay. So, you know, she says, instead of focusing on the negative, say something nice to somebody. Say something positive. I mean, we've talked about that here, and uh, that's important. Instead of seeing the negative, talk about what, what's good and happening, that, that you can accentuate those things. And that's going to make you happy and keep you uh, keep you moving. Also, uh, volunteering and, and animals. She loves pets and uh, does a bunch of pet volunteering, and that's important to her. And another thing she loves, hot dogs. Oh, man. That's very anti-animal. She, she loved well. I mean, uh, I don't know if you don't you know you can love animals and not be uh, you know vegan. That's true. You know what I'm saying. So uh, those are some important things. But the the positivity part is 100 percent correct, Nick. And I'll give you an example. This week there was some real downs, man. I, I don't know what happened, but I was feeling uh, pretty blue uh, earlier this week. And uh, you know what I've learned here in the last year and a half or so when these things happen is just to start to think positive and just be like listen two important things uh that you can always rely upon one at least of course if you're not in these categories one i'm not in jail i figure if you're in jail things are bad yeah two sorry about all you people in jail but you messed up two i'm not dead so i still got a chance i still got a chance to turn this thing around and those are two important factors for me that have kept me going throughout my life and uh is as i'm not in jail i'm not dead so i still get a chance to make things good and uh, to me that's a positive way to look at things and uh the blue stuff will pass if you just hold on uh, long enough you can get through it so you're feeling better the later part of this week yeah 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 i feel good even though you know the things aren't always great this is the way that it's the, what life presents to you. You need to turn it around and, you know, make damn lemonade. Pink lemonade. It's my favorite. Huh. All right. Good. So uh, what were the positive thoughts you focused on this week that turned your mood around? I'm not dead and I'm not in jail. Oh, those are the, the same ones. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was maybe there were other positive things that happened. Yeah. They got a great family. Yeah. And they love me. Good. See, that's how it should be. Yeah. And uh, that and has bad it. boys for life. <laughs> Sometimes it's all it takes. Sometimes that's all it takes. So there you go. Thank you to Betty. Happy birthday, Betty White. Yeah. 98 years old, man. She's not much in the... Uh, the. She used to have a show on NBC. That's not around anymore, right? No. Like the prank show that she did for a while? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but she's still kicking, and God bless her for it. Happy birthday, Betty White. Stay positive. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, maybe you're out there and you're not somebody that enjoys flying from point A to point B for whatever reason. Certainly, if you were to list the the cons that go along with flying, I would say probably the waiting time is is up there, right? I mean, you got to get to the airport stupid early because God knows how long it's going to take you to get through security. Right. Then you got to wait to get on the plane. And then once you're boarding, you got to wait until whatever designated area you're in is called. And then you get on the plane, and then you have to wait. And then you get in the air, and then you land, and you have to wait. Now, a a team of researchers from Norway have found that there's one thing that most airlines do that actually does make the boarding process faster. They let slower-moving passengers, like those with children, elderly, disabled, 
board first. Scientists use space-time geometry, Big J, one of your favorite things. I love space-time geometry. To determine that more passengers that can sit down at the same time and the less congestion builds up faster and boarding can proceed. So basically, if it's a free-for-all, it becomes really, really pokey. This, in turn, means the risk of a delayed departure is mitigated, which can ultimately cause delays for flights across the globe, not just the one that you're on. And so letting those people that board a little bit slower go first is definitely a good thing. So next time you go, man, lucky. But also, I've always, I've often thought, like, really? I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Especially if you've got assigned seats when you board. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, great. That means they get to sit in the plane for 15 minutes longer than I do. What the hell's the difference? Whether I'm sitting hey, in a plane right here. I suppose, but are you ever really comfortable in an airplane video? I am until somebody sits next to me. Which uh, probably happens a lot, right? Yeah. And what if they sat next to you and you had an extra 15 minutes in that seat? That wouldn't be very fun, would it? No, it wouldn't, but I'm usually there before them. But it all depends on when you board. Check in early. The New York Mets have fired Carlos Beltran, uh, just like we said they would. The fi- I think it's probably the final shoe to drop for this uh, Astros thing, yes? I'm not sure anybody else has any position of power that is left. With no player suspensions being handed down, it looks like they're just going to kind of go after those that are in power, and that appears to be the way it's going to rattle around. That we know of. Houston Astros' sign-sealing scandal has fueled more rumors and speculation yesterday that the team's players had additionally used hidden wearable devices that alerted them to what pitches were coming. How that would happen, I have no idea. But Major League Baseball, which issued its report on Monday, said that that's not true. Uh, They explored wearable devices during the investigation and found zero evidence to sustain it. Rumors began spreading on Wednesday that Jose Altuve and Alex Bergman wore devices that buzzed on the inside of their right shoulders and were controlled by a video coordinator stealing signs. And so we'll see, but they already said no. I don't think that's a thing. But it'd be interesting if it was. Sounds like a great idea, though. I mean, right? That's, That's the next one. Use it. Use it and make it happen. A trailer has arrived for Biography, The Nine Lives of Ozzy Osbourne, a documentary on the legendary singer, which will premiere. It's going to premiere at South by Southwest this year. The film was put together by A&E as part of its biography series. No Peter Graves, no Big J Sabbath. As it will celebrate the life of the Black Sabbath frontman, the documentary features interviews from Sharon, Jack, and Kelly Osbourne. Rick Rubin pops up, Ice-T, Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, Jonathan Davis from Korn, and of course, the immortal Post Malone. Ozzy, Sharon, and Jack executive produced the movie, and it's directed by our Greg Johnson, who produced the Osbournes for MTV many, many years ago. Basically, the trailer opens with Ozzy in the present watching an old interview he did in the past in which he says, quote, I think there's a wild man in everybody. I have a split personality. Ozzy Osbourne and John Osbourne are two different people. John is talking to you right now, but if you want me to be Ozzy, you better watch out. The 86-minute documentary includes archival footage of Ozzy's career, reaching back to Black Sabbath, and of course is helped out by the release of Ordinary Man, which is coming out later on next month. That features appearances from Elton John, Slash, and Duff McKagan, among others. Any interest in the Ozzy Osbourne documentary, Big J? Uh, no. How come? I don't know. Why do you hate Ozzy so much? I don't hate Ozzy, I just... I don't know. I'm going to be in a weird mood to watch some sort of documentaries. That's true. You're not a big documentary fan. Last documentary you watched? Dig deep into the Big J Rolodex. What was it? Um, What subject? I mean, was it... God, was it some kind of monster? Would that no, no, have been no, the no, last no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, Cocaine Island. Okay. 
Which they're making into a movie. Okay. So. So I was way ahead of the curve on that. Got to be about drugs. (laughs) And you'll watch it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up, we're going to hell. Hold on. It's a weird one. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Well, Big J, we're headed to China for today's We're Going to Hell story. Again? Yeah, buddy. Man, busy week. I know. And if We're Going to Hell has taught me one thing over the years, it's that, listen, man, if you've got a medical problem, go to the doctor. Doctor, doctor. Like, I mean, whatever you do, don't try to fix it yourself. Right? Right. Like, especially if it's like a, a problem that's gone on for a while. Don't go, I've heard this worked. Maybe I'll give it a try, because that seems to be an absolute disaster. And we are going to the Jiangsu Providential Hospital of Traditional Chinese Medicine, because last week, a gentleman who has not been named, and you will know why here in a few minutes, had himself some problems, Big J. We've talked about constipation before, right? I mean, it's it sucks. Yeah. There's nothing fun about constipation. It's bad news bears. And uh, here's what I do know about constipation. Uh, As somebody that has dealt with it before, uh, with both myself and my children, uh, there's lots of different remedies out there. They're not What's your favorite? Uh, My favorite, well, the favorite that I have would be the daily Miralax to loosen things up. My least favorite would be a enema, uh, if we're going on the record. But I may have a new least favorite. Oh, no. uh, Because I'll tell you what I would never try, and that would be... Eating live eels, which is what the gentleman in China decided to do. He Why? had heard Why? from he had heard from people <laughs> in his village that if you are constipated, you know what works? Swallow yourself a live eel. That'll help loosen things up. They'll get yeah, all the madness. There's nothing the worse size. than the village MD. <laughs> right. The village web MD. Right. You know, you hear from some rando that swallowing a live fish is going to help you crap, and that's uh, first of all not true. Second of all, caused all sorts of problems. Guess what happened, Big J, when he swallowed the live eel? Two of them, as a matter of fact. Oh, God. Tapeworms or? No, dude. Worse. See, it's a live eel. You understand? And so what it ended up doing was started eating his insides. It started eating up his insides. How did he survive his stomach acid? His insides. (laughs) It ate it. It started tearing away at his damn intestines. Tough eel, man. Yeah, they were still live when they took them out of them on the operating table. They're not oh messing around. Oh my god, eels won't die. No, I mean they never got down to the the abdomen where the stomach acid is. Well, man, how would it just, get into the intestines? Because it was ripping everything apart from inside out. It just started gnawing at them rom, 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 all the way down. Holy crap! Like some sort of monster. So shockingly enough, about uh, 20 minutes after he swallowed the live eels, he started complaining of intense abdominal pain. No. And then the, the doctors, once he got to the hospital, was like, this dude's going straight up into shock. We need to get him on the operating table. CT scan it's showed... like a damn scene out of Alien. <laughs> yeah. CT scan showed the skeletons of two eels in his abdominal cavity. So he was sent into an emergency surgery to remove him. Quote, we opened him up and noticed a large amount of fecal water mixed with blood. Said Dr. Soon Heejian. He is the deputy of general surgery at the hospital. He says there was severe swelling, and we t- found two very thick swamp eels at the bottom of his abdominal cavity. Were they still alive? Quote, yes, they were. They're resilient animals. 
He said they also found a two centimeter hole in his colon, uh, another four centimeter hole in his intestine, in his intestine which required fixing. The doctor said the patient was actually lucky to have sought medical attention when he did because he had a leak in his digestive tract and that can cause serious infections that are, can be fatal. And so there's that nightmare fuel for you to deal with. Wow. So now you know, don't swallow eels if you're constipated. It will not work. Do you understand? I got it. All right. I'm not going to try that. Don't do it. Figure something else out. Also, like... Maybe don't listen to Fred down the street about what you should do for yourself. You understand? If anything about you hurts. Like, mix it up a little bit and see somebody that knows what they're talking about. Or maybe, you know, cross-reference some facts and just go, Hey, uh, Fred down the street told me I should swallow a live eel because I haven't crapped in four days. Does that sound right to you? No, No. No. Don't do that, dude. That's a live animal. What are you thinking? That's a live animal with teeth. You know, I don't know about you, but me, I'm going to avoid that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Go to the doctor. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Peanut from 311 next on the X-Rock. 311 all mixed up here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 the X-Rocks. That band is coming to town, man, the 6th of March, along with a couple other bands at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center, and that is why... On the phone with us right now is the bass player for the band 311. It is Peanut joining us. Good morning, Peanut, man. Thanks for making time for us. We appreciate it, dude. Anytime. Call me and I'll be there. You're a good man, <laughs> sir. You're a good man. Of course, you guys are coming into town on the 6th of March along with Soul Asylum Local H over at the Revolution Center. Tickets are on sale now at xrock.com. A very nice uh, little three-headed monster you guys are bringing along with you. Are you happy and excited about this run? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Let's do this. Why, why didn't we do it before? <laughs> that's a good, that's a that's a great question. Uh, you know, Pina, we're celebrating 25 years here of of the radio station. Um, Amazing, and, and congrats. Thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, you know, and I can't, uh, you know, going back, I, I can't imagine uh, it without 311 in it. And, you know, your self-titled album is 25 years old now. I wonder what would, what would the peanut now say to uh, the peanut back then um, just about how different and weird life is going to get? Oh, um, I was, I don't, I, you know, in the weirdest, weirdest way, we kind of planned for longevity. Um, we've always uh, been into drinking water and not overdoing um, any other you know beverages you can imbibe we've we've been smart about not going uh, out of control and uh being there for each other in the long term and the short term it's uh it's it's kind of been on the on the periphery or in the parenthetical if you will that we were gonna try our best to last as long as possible it's always been on the menu and it's something we're really proud of and something uh, that we're going to keep going for as long as possible because we ain't done yet. It's awesome. As yeah. well, it, it should be the plan. And, you know, you, you think about it and you guys have been jamming, making music for well over 30 years now. Does it feel like it's been that long or is it still like, you know, having fun with the guys? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, you, that's what's fun about doing interviews and reflecting back and, and uh, meeting new people and talking to fans and, uh, just having time by myself to reflect on everything as well. It's amazing. It's a lot to take in. Uh, when we did Enlarge the Show Detail 3, our our movie that we released uh, on March 11th last year, we're sitting in the theater with a bunch of people in Hollywood and a sold out, you know, actual movie theater watching the watching on the big screen was a total trip and took me back uh, in, a, in a way that hasn't been done before. So, you know, live long, join a band and uh, make great music. 
and have some good branding too. You know, we talked to Nick a couple years ago out at uh, um, Aftershock uh, about the way the world has changed, especially. I mean, it's hard to believe. I can't even believe it that at some point here, you know, we have you know recreational marijuana legal in in many states here in in the United States of America, and it blows my mind. Like that's never something I thought would ever happen in my lifetime. Yeah, I thought it was at least just going to be decriminalized. It was just going to be kind of a hush hush, say no more kind of. We're we're going to stop arresting people, which is which would be nice even still with lots of legality going on. There's still people in jail for something that just grows out of the ground, something that was gifted to us from a from a higher power that has no name. Indeed. And, you know, 311 has dipped their toes in, in that side of things, and not, not to mention, you know, the beverages that you guys have. I mean, the 311 has sure. become a, a business entity as well as a band. And, and how has that, you know, kind of, I guess, extension to this worked out for you? Have you enjoyed that part of it as well as making the music? Yeah, sitting down with our friends and the Rock Brothers who make our beer uh, out of Tampa, Florida, and we're working on national deals out west and and of course Midwest and just everywhere trying to get our suds in people's faces and down their throats. Uh, those meetings are the best. You can't beat those meetings because we sit down with lots of beer and talk about how wonderful it is. It's really, <laughs> really, really amazing. Yeah, you're not cool as a band now. If you don't have your own uh, concoction, I mean, uh, going back maybe to Iron Maiden's Trooper, uh, what was uh, it? What, what is it about that? Yeah. How does that? How did that happen? Do you think where that that is a thing where bands were like, you know what, it's time for us to have our own brand of of beverage? I think the some of the beer companies were approaching bands. I mean, you just go to a concert; it just makes sense. I mean, uh, there's the letting go, the letting the, of the hair down in uh, rock and roll situations, and beer goes great with that. And and if you do it right and give people a nice variety and you promote the culture of not overdoing it, even though the beer that I invented was 11.3. It's aptly titled Beautiful Disaster, so it kind of says, you know, it's got claws. It lets you you know that you don't want to mess around with it. Love it. Peanut joins us from 311. The band will be in town on the 6th of March at the Revolution Center. You can grab your tickets at xrock.com. Looking forward to having you guys back in the Treasure Valley. The music industry certainly has changed over the last uh, several years since uh, the debut album came out, without a doubt. You guys continue to pump out new music, including an album last year. Was Voyager any different for you guys as a band, how you put it together, or have you pretty much figured this thing out at this point? Um, In the last two albums, we've been working with other writers more than more than normal and uh it's it's been fun it's been interesting it's been a learning process uh i i want to just get in a room with my guys and and write the best goddamn rock album we can make and i think we've got all the talent in the in the team among us to uh hash out any kind of artistic awesome that uh we want to manifest with our minds i think our priorities within the long term ups and downs of success uh, can make you a little deer in the headlights and make you want to look for hits. And I don't think that's where it's at for 311. I don't think we wrote any of our hits to be hits. We didn't sit down and we're like, oh, how can we manipulate the masses into loving us? (laughs) You know, it's really, it's it's all about authenticity. And I think, uh, I think the kids and the adults and, and America and the world over, have a sense of authenticity way beyond the credit given. Generally, I think the masses are kind of uh, sometimes fooled in that pop world, but this is rock and roll, 
and it's way different, and it's got to be authentic and real, and that's what I'm putting all my attention on. Is there something on the bucket list that you guys feel like you haven't had a chance to check off yet? Um, Saturday Night Live. I want to do Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. We, we haven't done that. It's a crying shame that we haven't done it yet. Ask anybody. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's about it. I like it, yep, man. And, of course, management. a couple of days after you guys are here, you're going to celebrate 311 Day. This year, it's going to be down in Vegas. Of course, you talked about the movie premiere last year, and all sorts of things happen. Are you surprised, impressed at what a big deal this yearly event has become for you guys? It's, it's turned into an amazing thing. I, I actually am not shy about saying that I voted against it being three days, and now it's sold out in, for three days. So <laughs> I'm stoked on our fans, and I'm impressed. So I'm, I'm, always, I'm always game for... Uh, not pushing too hard, but then I'm always surprised by how much our fans want to, you know, want to experience more, want to see us pull out the tricks out of our hat and uh, and extend the sets and dig deep and, you know, make surprises. And it's, it's, it's a lot of fun for everybody. People call it a convention. As well they should. It's what it's all about, man. It is good times. And, of course, uh, if you've seen 311 before, you know exactly what you're in store for. It's going to be a fantastic show. If you haven't, you are missing out. The 6th of March is when they'll be here at the Rev Center along with Soul Asylum and Local H. And Peanut, man, we're looking forward to seeing you again. We appreciate the time this morning, man. Thank you very much, dude. Great talking to you guys. Have a wonderful day. Uh, like I said, call me anytime. Newsfeed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I imagine you sleep in a little bit on the weekends. Yes, Big J? Yeah, sure. Eight o'clock, probably. Does that mean your uh, your food schedule changes, like you eat dinner or lunch or anything at a later time than you normally would because you get up later? I don't think so, no. Good. Then, according to the University of Barcelona, you're doing just fine. Yeah. But people Vindicated. that eat later on weekends because they sleep in, we're fatter. Just the way it works. Body mass index is about 1.2 units higher compared to those who just stuck to their weekday routine. This held true regardless of their diet, how long they slept for, or how much they exercised. This happens due to our biological clocks, which prepare the metabolism to break down food at a specific time. So when we eat food at an unexpected time, our metabolism gets sluggish, which leads to extra fat. You understand, Big J? Extra fat. So the greater the time between weekday and weekend meals, the more likely people were to be overweight. So try to keep yourself on schedule. It does your body good. Not necessarily sleep-wise, but when you eat eat around at the same time every day. It'll make things a little bit better for you and your body. And Big J, if there's one thing we know about, it's how to make your body look good, right? How to make your body rock. New York Mets announced yesterday that Carlos Beltran will no longer be the manager of the baseball club, despite the fact that he has not yet coached a game. Does that mean it counts, Big J? Like, does he get listed in, like, the Mets history as the manager if you never actually I mean, manage a it's game? It's not even spring training, right? Right. So, no. I mean, he didn't... Yeah, I don't think so. No? It's Nothing. like it never happened? Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to figure out... I mean, obviously, they paid him for a little bit, so he was an employee, but if you've never actually, like, worn the uniform on in the dugout, are you actually the manager? He's about, about as much the manager of the Mets as I was. True. You guys manage the exact same amount of games? I wonder if he got a paycheck. Oh, of course he did. I mean, it's a full-time so job. I don't, but yeah, I know, but I mean, you know, I don't know how all that works in the... Yeah, world. they get paid year-round. I mean, they, their salary's busted out on 52 weeks a year. Well, so then I guess he was an employee. Oh, no, he was. I'm just saying he's not going to go down the record books as oh. ever managing a game. But, I mean, I wonder, like, to Joe and Jane Q Public, does it count as, like, he was a manager? You're right. I'm not sure if it does or not. No. Odell Beckham Jr. has got a warrant out for his arrest for assault, brother. 
he ended up going down to New Orleans for the national championship game and then apparently slapped a security guard on the ass. That's not okay. Charges were filed. They've got a warrant out for his arrest. That was just a bad trip to New Orleans for Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> Nothing good came of it. Oh man. Nothing. I mean, he got to see his team win the national championship as alma mater, I suppose. I got to see it too. <laughs> That's right. And how many warrants do you have out for your arrest? Zero. All right. That I know of. And I guess you did better, but you're not making $100 bills rain anywhere, are you? No. Okay. Just making sure. So I am in my wife's account. <laughs> you may have you beat in the bank account department, but certainly for uh, the amount of warrants that you have against each other, you have won the day. Congratulations. Thank Odell you. Beckham Jr., get out of trouble as quickly as you can. It's all happening. We talked about the possibility of it coming to be, uh, and now Peacock, NBC's new streaming Peacock. service, has got some uh, green lights that they are announcing. First is the official green light for a follow-up to Punky Brewster. They're taking on the Full House-esque kind of route here, and they're going to give Soleil Moon Fry and Sherry Johnson an opportunity to come back. This time, Punky's a single mother. She's got three kids trying to get her damn life in order. She can't even match her socks upright. What the hell is she going to do? Oh, no. When she meets Izzy, a young girl in the foster system who reminds her of her younger self. And so there you go with the Punky Brewster thing. And then it's officially announced that McGruber's coming back on Peacock as a streaming series as well. McGruber! So if you enjoyed the movie, which I did just rewatch like two months ago. Why and would it's you do that? Because it's hilarious. Come on. It's funny. You don't like McGruber? Yeah, it, it was okay, but I mean, it wasn't that funny. Oh, it's funny. Val Kilmer's hilarious in it. And so He's the only reason that movie's funny. Is Will. You don't think Will Forte is funny? Well, let's just say I think that some of the gags just didn't work for All me. All right. I disagree. Uh, but Kristen Wiig did great fan as well. And the rumor has it that they're all coming back for the MacGruber series, which I am excited for. Excited enough to pay for another streaming service? Well, you don't have to. Is it free? It'll be also for the, there's a free with ads option. Oh, okay. To read the story. I might go that route. Uh, I might go that route. But I certainly wouldn't pay for it again. Do I have to download it, or is it, it going to be available on, like, Hulu and Downloaded? stuff? Yeah, like the Peacock. Do I have to get another app? Yeah. Okay. Debatable. Morning After with Nick. Well, I guess McGruber wasn't that funny after all. And Big J. Well, it might be. Depends. I like the movie. The movie I can get right now with an app I currently have. That's all I need. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and we have some tickets for you. Coming to town February 8th, Saturday, friends, at the Knitting Factory. It's a band called Stone Temple Pilots. It's an evening with, so it's just going to be them. It's going to be acoustic, intimate. I mean, it's going to be weird and fun. And we can get you set up with those tickets if you can beat Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. Any theme today like yesterday? Uh, no, 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 no particular theme. General pop culture. General. Theme. For today's Pop Culture Smackdown, if you would like to play, I say good luck to you. Big J, are you ready? Yep. Then to the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Hey, good morning, guys. What's going on? How you doing, buddy? What's your name? Aaron. All right, Aaron. Good luck. James Earl Jones, who voices Musafa in The Lion King and declares that you are watching CNN, also was the voice of this Sith Lord in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> oh, man. I have no idea. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. No, no, it's not Darth Maul. Sorry, Aaron. Obviously, you're not a golfer. <laughs> Hello, the X. <laughs> Teed it up, man. I know. You tried. Good morning, oh, the um, X. Hello. Hey, what's up? How you doing, buddy? 
Oh, I'm doing great. Good. Here comes Big J with your question. James Earl Jones, who voices Musafa in The Lion King and declares that you are watching CNN, also is the voice of this Sith Lord in the Star Wars universe. Um, I do believe that is Darth Vader, right. a.k.a. Anakin Skywalker. Oh. There you go. Wow. Look at the brain on him. <laughs> Nick, who is the winningest coach in NFL history? Uh, National Football League yeah. history? I'm going to say Donald Shula. There you go. Right. Teed it up for you as well. Jonathan Davis is the lead singer of this band, which often gets confused with a vegetable. Corn. Right. Oh, corn. Nick, tzatziki is common dressing in what kind of food? Do you want the actual food, or are you looking at the nation that it's from? Both. Let's go with both. Uh, Euros and Greek? There you go. Right. Nice, man. We're on a roll here. Microsoft's operating system for computers is called what? Windows. Windows, yes. Nick, who directed the 1996 movie Mars Attacks? Uh, Tim Burton. Yeah, that's right. right. I didn't think you'd get that one. What is the mythical creature that is thought to stalk the woods of the Pacific Northwest? Sasquatch. Right. Sasquatch is right. Nick, the Gorillas' first two albums use a song to honor Hollywood badass Clint Eastwood. Can you name by title both songs? Well, one is named Clint Eastwood. Yes. Uh, and the other is named, is it A Fistful of Dollars? No. Wrong. It is not. It is simply called Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. Right. All right. Uh, I got half of it right, but that's not good enough. Congratulations, man. Tickets to Stone Temple Pilots. The acoustic show is yours for the 8th. Hang on one second, brother. We'll get some information from you. And make sure you're all set. And there's your pop culture smackdown. we got to run a headlines all teed up. It's next in the X-Rock. Headlines are as follows. Prank time. Reminder, Utah is no fun. And uh uh-oh. Utah is no fun. Most adults know what condoms are used for. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, Jimmy Hat. Uh, but it's not, it's not to allude to that on the packaging, right? And, Wait, what do you mean? Well, I mean, they don't really come out uh, and be super... They don't super, show you like a picture. Right. Right, okay. But as part of its HIV and Me campaign, the state of Utah offers prevention and treatment resources like prophylactics, including creative packaging. At least that was the intent, but the Salt Lake Tribune now reports that the governor in Utah, Gary Herbert, has canceled the distribution of condoms because it had colorful lab wrappers and kind of made fun a little bit of Utah with some themed slogans like, you intersex and explore Utah's caves. He didn't like any of that stuff. Before the condoms are canceled, a health department representative explained it's just to kind of destigmatize HIV in Utah and get everybody talking a little bit more about sexual health and protection. The condoms were funded by federal grant money, and a statement from the governor's office say he does not approve of the use of sexual innuendo as part of a funded campaign from the state. And so he's burning all the condoms. Don't let anybody see him. Here's the real... I mean, how did they even get that far to begin with in Utah? To be perfectly honest. Probably. Well, I mean, the the reality of it is it probably was designated for HIV awareness and making sure that there was this. And they decided to have a little bit of fun and nobody knew it was happening. And the governor's not about fun. And so yanked it all away. Yeah. Which is strange. But uh, now you got to find your own way to it, I guess. I never would have thought Utah would be a place for fun anyway. No, you're right. But just in case you did. uh, Now there's near beer and no condoms. So keep that in mind. (laughs) Prank time or uh-oh? Uh-oh. You have to admire this confidence level. An unidentified woman was filmed wandering through the Miami International Airport on Monday. What makes the footage unique is she is completely stripping naked as she walks. She's at the baggage claim and she just starts taking off her clothes. 
After police responded, uh, the footage shows her on top of a patrol car as it left its airport. She leaps off the car, still naked, runs through moving traffic towards another police officer. Authorities say the 27-year-old woman was taken into custody for a mental health evaluation, and therefore police said charges are not expected to be filed until they figure it out. But yeah, they do not recommend that you just start strip naked and walking around in an airport. Yeah, you know what I say to that? Bad boys for life. Yeah, it's a girl, though. But it's Miami. So. Right. So there's the connection? Yeah. Uh, she's not necessarily in the group, but maybe just maybe it was promotion for the movie. Have you noticed? I've tried to get it into every conversation. Yeah, today. yeah, you are kind of log jammed in there. Wrap it up with prank time. When it comes to being oblivious, this dad might take the cake. Uh, Reddit user The Sailor shared that he started gluing some of his dad's belongings to the ceiling, adding more and more as time went on and his dad failed to notice. He started with his dad's glasses. The next day, his dad's phone case. The day after that, he added a shoe. It took the dad five days to notice where his items had gone. And the poster noted his dad called him some choice words after noticing the stuck the stuff stuck up on the ceiling. Such a dad thing. Well, I totally would do this. You would not oh, yeah. pay attention to the ceiling at all and look around? I'm sure that this would be something that I would be taken advantage of with. <laughs> I mean, listen, there was a picture of a donkey doing terrible <laughs> things on the back of my pickup truck for a while, and I didn't notice for who knows how long. Well, yeah, it's true. You do have some issues with uh, your surroundings. And, and not necessarily being totally cognizant of what's happening around you, which uh, was taken advantage with with that prank. But, I mean, it's a lot of work to glue stuff up on a ceiling, man. Not only that, but, like, like glasses? That's going to be hard to get down, right? Yeah, yeah how do you get that off? you a chunk of the ceiling with it. So you have to... You how know. old was the kid? Uh, it does not say. Oh, bravo. Say. Uh, old enough to know better, probably. Morning After with Nicky Big J. There are your headlines. You're up to date on a bunch of stuff. Breaking Benjamin, Diary of Jane here on 100.3 The X Rocks and The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Now's the time of show where we advise you to take out some time, whether you're at work or maybe in your own spare time, and check out the podcast section of xrock.com because on there you are going to find an all-new season that began last week of Morning After the Movies. This podcast is brought to you this year, thankfully, with our friends over there at uh, Cinemark Majestic Theaters, the brand-new theater that they have put up and just completely renovated. Uh, if you haven't been to the Majestic in a long time, you are not even going to recognize the inside of the place. How everything, the single theater has been redone, uh, and they've got luxury loungers that have reclining power recliners every seat is a power recliner uh they're heated it's amazing movie going experience brand new screens brand new sound systems oh, the there sound. i mean it's nuts god i love it it is fantastic a great way to see a movie and if you haven't gone there yet you need to check it out because it is completely different and awesome and that is where we saw the latest installment of the morning after the movies podcast which was bad boys for life last night and we won't get into any spoilers you can check out the podcast if you want that the second half is nothing but spoilers but the first half, we kind of break it down and say if you should see it or not. And what do you think, Big J? Should people see it? Oh, man. I, I was totally blown away. I, I was it, it went way beyond the expectations that I had, uh, which were, you know, they weren't. Well, uh, my expectations were, were kind of high, too. Were they? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought it was going to be pretty good. And then it just blew me away. So uh, I think it's a home run. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is super successful at the box office this weekend. And we'll have a, uh, a f another Bad Boys movie down the road somewhere. Because it, the chemistry between Will Smith and Martin Lawrence just 
picked right up where it left off in in 2003. It did. It did. It's uh, and it's crazy to think it's been 17 years since the last uh, Bad Boys movie, but it has. And and at, at the uh, the effect of maybe echoing what I have said on the podcast, I mean, when you think about it, there are so many properties that have tried to pick up the torch from where it dropped off years and years ago. Something that was successful a bunch of years ago that they tried to recreate and do again or continue the story and just did not do a good job. It's crazy that it's Bad Boys that's the movie that does this, that picks up the torch and it feels like it hasn't lost a thing, which is crazy because a lot of franchises have tried to either bring back something or try something new or go back to something that was popular and, and air in some nostalgia and it's the Bad Boys franchise that actually does a really good job with it. And not get caught into the nostalgia. No! And just stay there. Kind of like Zombieland 2 right. did a little bit. Still a decent movie, but uh, but moves it uh, beyond that. And, and you know, we, we had our buddy Tony from the Radiant Fire Department. He uh, was our guest on the podcast, and I mean, he's fun to go to a movie with because he's like me. He, he's not afraid to laugh, and we laughed almost the entire movie. Yeah, it's very funny, man. It's 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 very very funny. But then you know, having revisited both Bad Boys movies, they're all really funny. Oh, highly recommend you go see at least Bad Boys Two. If you can't get both of them in, um, because it'll make the the experience that much better. Agreed. Uh, Both of them are available on Netflix, Bad Boys 1 and 2, and then Bad Boys for Life is in theaters officially. Uh, All the screenings start today. But yeah, do yourself a favor, man. It's actually, like, I mean, I'm going, I I say in the podcast too, but it has no business being as good as it is. I think it's the best script of the bunch. I mean, it's the best story of the bunch, if you will. And uh, and it's not as long as Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2 tended to go a little bit long in the tooth this one uh, shaved off a full half hour plus of the running time of bad boys 2 and it, it's just a fun good movie that's also very very funny and reminds you why will smith is a movie star and it's been a while since we've had that kind of reminder you know what i mean yeah so check it out i think it's worth your time and then once you do check out the movie check out the podcast morning after the movies at xrock.com we're gonna give you a chance to win some tickets with a little thing we call bad impressions that's next on the X. <laughs> On 100.3, The X. And we have tickets to our exclusive showcase number five, which is coming up tomorrow. Right. At the Knitting Factory, you've got uh, We Were Giants, The Nixon Rodeo, Forsythia, and Christus, all part of the 25-year anniversary concert series. It's going to be awesome. We'll get you there if you can figure out bad impressions. All right. Uh, 208-287-1003. That's your phone number. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has prepared three clues. Now, each one of those clues is pointed at somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is and you can swing by before 5 o'clock today to pick up these tickets, then you're going to be able to go to a show, and hopefully it's going to be a good time because, I mean, these showcases are getting great. And uh, I just saw Crisis last week, and they're fantastic. And you got two more bands above that on the bill. Nixon Rodeo and We Were Giants always do a fantastic job. And so I think it's going to be worth your time if you want to go check out the exclusive showcase tomorrow evening at the Knitting Factory Concert House. So make sure you're doing it. Is today's bad impression a real person or a fictional one? Well, very, very real. Very real. Very real. Are you doing that to Ariel's by yeah, system of it now? I, I am. All right. Well, uh, we may have broken the phones, Big J, because I've been trying. I've been vamping, and that's the best I can do. We may have to sweeten the pot. I don't know. That's all there is in the pot, my right, friend. How thanks. about a CD? Uh, okay, yeah, let's do a CD on top of it. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Scott. All right, Scott. Good luck. Scott, I just won a Golden Globe for screenplay for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Before directing Pulp Fiction Reservoir and Reservoir Dogs, I was just a video store manager. Quentin Tarantino. There you go. Good job, Scott. Hang on one second. We'll get you those prizes. Uh, clue three for fun. I've made nine movies now, so close to that tenth and final movie. Uh, why is Quentin Tarantino in the news? Well, not a tenth movie, but guess what, man? Uh, Quentin Tarantino not done with the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood stuff. He's uh, announced, well, I mean, he was doing an interview with Deadline and uh, kind of slipped in uh, just a little bit. That it took a few days, by the way, for people to, to read the article, I guess, that uh, he plans on doing a spinoff TV series of from the movie called Bounty Law. So when he was writing the movie and uh, he is setting up the character for Leonardo DiCaprio uh, as Rick Dalton, Rick Dalton was a star of this TV show called Bounty Law starring Jake Cahill. So his character was Jake Cahill. As he was writing the movie, he decided he wanted to really figure out who Rick Dalton was. And so he wrote five episodes, five half-hour episodes of... Uh, the TV show um, Bounty Law. So it's and it's like he's gonna. <laughs> so it's it's not any behind the scenes stuff, which is what what's no about no no no, no, no. The it's actual the, like a 1950s Western procedure, like Gunsmoke, or uh, not yeah procedural, I guess whatever you know Gunsmoke or maybe even Bonanza. Uh, Bonanza. Let's see what what was another one. I always it was comparing the Rifleman, of, the Rifleman, and the one with Clinton. Uh, the one with Clint Eastwood in it. Clint Eastwood is in a TV series? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm out of my own. Now I can't remember. Either way, five. he's got five episodes. He wrote them, and he's going to put them together and direct them. Where right. they're going to land, who knows? But this is the kind of stuff I think he will end up doing as we get past this 10th movie talk. Uh, and listen, I, I, on that note, I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan. I, I love everything that he's Ride. done. I, I'm a huge. Ride. Okay. I'm a huge fan of the things that he, do, he does, but... I mean, can we stop with the 10 movie talk? I mean, it's very Only clear. Only 10 movies, it's dude. It's very clear he's got way... I mean, we're talking about Kill Bill 3. He's got a Star Trek movie in the can. I mean, there's stuff he wants to do and stories he wants to tell and th- and movies he wants to make. Why is he putting a number on things? Silly. Who knows? Who knows? Make the movies you want to make, man. I want to see Bounty Law, though. And I'm imagining Leonardo DiCaprio would want to be in it. But. He better. Otherwise, what the hell's the point? Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. Theory of a Dead Man, History of Violence, wrapping up the old Morning After with Nick and Big J for this Friday and this week as well. Thanks for getting up early. Thanks to Peanut from 311 for joining us this morning, talking about uh, their plans for 311 Day and their plans for a concert that's coming to town on the 6th of March, along with Soul Asylum Local H. Tickets are on sale for that now. Grab them at xrock.com. We appreciate his time. We told you to go see Bad Boys for Life. The movie Big J and I both were very impressed by it. You should go check it out this weekend at some point so they make a Bad Boys 4. It is up to you. We leave it in your hands. You understand? It's already got our money, right? Yeah. Now it's up to them. The rest more than once of the Treasure Valley to go check out the movie for sure. And then check out the podcast morning after the movie is presented by Cinemark Majestic Theaters. It is up on xrock.com right now while we're at it. Big J, that leaves you with the floor, sir. Yeah, yeah. Putting a lot of work into that xrock.com thing uh, with podcasts uh, and, and, you know, movie casts and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, do me a favor and go look at it. 
Yeah, even even so, you can also access it on the uh, the X app. Don't forget, there's the 100.3 yeah. the X app. You can access the website right there and all the podcasts and stuff there too. So there's multiple ways you can go and check it out. Yeah, the uh, the Peanut uh, interview is podcast uh, already here this morning. Uh, the morning after the movie's podcast with uh, Bad Boys for Life, and then uh, pretty soon we'll have the whole show here available for everybody. So yeah, please and thank you. By God, uh, check it out if you get an opportunity. And if you want to see Big J in person today and congratulate him on all his hard work, you can do so. He'll be out at Dennis Dillon R. V from 4 to 6, 65-60 West Targhee Let's today. Get you, you into that. a trailer. That's right, baby. Uh, next set of X-Rock brought to you by Taco Time. You know Taco Time is hiring and it's not your average career. You can learn more and apply online at tacotime.com. Jason Drew is up next. We will see you on Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday. Have a good long weekend. It's the X-Rocks.